All right, I'm going to start the podcast right now, and uh, I'm, I'm just, like, amazed that, you know, it's it, it took a yogi for us to live stream our podcast here. It's like, <laughs> you think yoga and technology, but you've actually been one of the ones to really embrace technology as COVID has kind of been a, a challenge. So you've been live streaming your classes ever since... Like COVID started basically, right? True, true. You know, the funny thing, let me tell you a story. I don't think no one knows this, but I'm pretty sure when, you know, the government say quarantine, we got to close down. Pretty sure that day I got COVID. <laughs> I swear because I got fever for like three days and I'm, you know, out of the sudden. And in that moment, I turned the whole school online. So during the day, I was like having overdoses of superfoods and now I had fever, I took some Tylenol, <laughs> you know? And then three days later, four days, it, I was good. So, but yeah, it was like a whole, like a whole thing there. You were teaching yoga while you had COVID. Yeah. No, I was, no, no, I was turning the whole school and the Zoom and everything, setting all that up. This is a little spicy, by the way, huh? Yeah. No, it is. I, I have a hard time. I mean, it, it is not as bad as it could be, but anyway. This is vegan chili. So you're you're uh, always engaging online, and, and actually, that's how I first met you. We uh, did one of your, you know, I, once in a while, I'll use ClassPass to explore, right, to find the cool stuff and, and try, right. try it out. So I did a ClassPass online class with you. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was one of the ones who didn't turn on their webcam because I was oh, like, yeah. and, you, and you creepy. called me out. You were like, who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> like, why, why aren't you turning on your webcam? And I was like, I don't I was like, I don't know. I was in a weird space where I didn't feel like right, showing right. my yoga because I had never met you. I didn't want that to be the first way I met you was just through this like webcam not placed well. Yeah, the whole new virtual interaction is, I guess, pretty much new for everyone, like so strong. But, you know, sometimes like, yeah, we want to, the idea is to interact and not to lose that content. So when the teacher is like, hmm, I wonder if the person is there. Maybe they're doing naked yoga or what's happening. <laughs> I know they're just watching us doing it. <laughs> so it's important to have, yeah. But I understand maybe, yeah, maybe you are in your pajamas and your hair is all crazy. You're like, no, I'm just going to. You know, first impressions I think are important. So. I think we met first time one of the, actually, it was probably Espanola Way, honestly, where uh, amazingly, you guys offer a free class at 8.30, Espanola Way, and it's actually a great, you know, ambiance and environment to do yoga, because it's almost, you know, one of the places in South Beach that actually seems European, you know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing, the, the scenery, honestly, like, it's like, I'm wondering why there's not more people, and perhaps after this podcast, more people will go, but... Uh, is that something you think will continue like long term? The free yoga? Again, yeah, the free yoga is great. Um, it's a way for everyone with any budget to, to practice yoga. We have an Espanola way. And that was the place that the original Synergy Yoga from Gaia Budai um, was. So it's a very special street for us. And um, you know, but you gotta. Also be a little humble, it's on the street, sometimes it rain. And now even with the COVID people, you know, now we see some people trying to come out. And so it's like a process, you know, it's like slowly. Yeah, it's not perfect. Like the, the yeah. street is not always the cleanest it could be, you know, so there's, yeah. I can, you have exactly. to, you have to understand it's free yoga and it's in a, in a street, but it's also, I do appreciate when you bring the music because that, that is nice. Because sometimes there will be background noise of, 
you know, you know, there's some delivery truck or it's nice when you have your music, which is quite unique as well. It's uh, we'll get to that later. Maybe but I'd love to find out more about the story of Synergy Yoga. So started in 1995, Guy Budai. How did you meet Guy Budai? Like what was, how did, what was that whole story? Mm, she was the mom of yoga in Miami and she was the founder of the school. So, <clears throat> sorry guys, it's a little spicy. <laughs> In 2009, I was in India for a whole year and I come back uh, full of Shakti, really of all this knowledge and I basically was offered the school because they were going through some hard times and Gaia was the mentor, she was there all the time and even though she wasn't my direct teacher, she, um, she until today, like she's a beautiful spiritual guide, you know, so she will always give me amazing advices and counseling like how how to be a, a spiritual person like a yogi right and now we have the sadhana everyone knows the daily practice you can't skip and then also manage business you know like instagram and zoom and so are you the owner of synergy did you buy it from her at some point or what? yeah basically in 2009 yeah 2009 you you bought it from her is she still around though does she show up or yeah no yeah, she's more retired now. She's in the mountains a little bit now. Where in the mountains? She's in Asia. Asia? Sorry. Asheville, North Carolina. Ash? Yeah. North Carolina. Oh, so like the Appalachian Mountains. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so. Hey guys. Hey, Lemuel. So when you started, uh, <laughs> when you started, when you bought uh, Synergy, how many teachers were there then versus like now? Same. Same? Yeah. But you've been adding new teachers, right? Like, who's like the most recent teacher that you guys brought to Synergy? Does that irrelevant? Like, uh, I mean, I'm wondering ago. about your process because, like, say someone was like out there in Miami is like, oh, I want to teach at Synergy. What? Like, Usually, we we give opportunity to the people that learn in Synergy because we do teacher trainings, so we'll we'll keep everything very much family oriented. And it has like an amazing teacher. They always welcome to be guests. Right, but you're probably. I mean, every studio is a little selective, right? You, you in terms of picking. They up need the, to follow the yamas and yamas, which I, I'm assuming you know because you did the training. I did a training in San Francisco. So you have five yamas and five niyamas, and in order for you to teach, you gotta. And uh, what are they? Cleanliness, cleanliness. What else? What is it? If you wanna roll them off the tongue, if you know them so well. Yeah, yeah. So you have uh, the first are the niyamas. Uh, the things, the yamas, the things that you're now going to do. So the Haimsa is the first one. There's the non-violence, and then you have Asteya, non-stealing. You have Satya, and then non-lying, and um, Parigraha, non-greedy, and Brahmacharya, which is like a control of your energy, so sexual energy. And so those are the things that you don't do, and then you things that you do do. You know, like um, like you were saying, uh, saucha is um, purity and santosha, gratitude, contentment, and then you have svadhyaya, which is study of scriptures. We got it today. I did like three hours of it. You know, it's not easy because it's hard to focus, but you must focus. And then ishvara um, pradinanan is like surrender to the divine energy, like. You know, has definitely some uh, incredible divine force that is 
kind of guiding this uh, many many universes and we're here and so you know trying to put the ego aside that you're not the the one that you own this and you own this person it's just beyond that and then you have sacrifice tapas okay what's the niyama that you have the hardest time with <laughs> what's like the hardest one for you that is there they're all pretty i mean would you say on a scale of one to ten where do you want to improve as a yogi even you, yourself at your level no definitely is vadhyaya definitely studying i think it's studying study Just, study of scriptures is yeah. vadhyaya yeah like i said it's hard to focus so uh, but that's you know the true knowledge the real knowledge like once you understand the theory and then you can put it with your sadhana and then that's how you're going to start really but how many people are even yeah, like yeah. on your level in Miami that you can relate to understanding uh, all these scripture and stuff like who are your like role models for, for, for yoga? I think you have teachers. You got to find your teachers. I have teachers that are in Miami or elsewhere. Um, elsewhere. <laughs> elsewhere yeah. And they're not here. Yeah. So is there one or two that you can share that are like inspirations to you? Right. Yeah. Right now I have a, a yoga sutras teacher from Shivananda Ashram. His name is Krishna Ji. And I'm studying the sutras with him. We're in the last chapter. I mean, I already had studied before, but you know, it's always good to keep studying. And it has different perspectives sometimes. And then I have a um, uh, tantra teacher. His name is... Andre Lapa and we do universal yoga which is the mandala type of practice comes from Rajasana Tantra Buddhism and is amazing for Kundalini awakening he is I think in, in Ukraine <laughs> uh, so yeah but I talk to him you know kind of often you know like at least a couple of weeks and now so it's really nice to have amazing teachers you can connect and I'm also part of the Shiva Kriya school that is also in Miami. And today we were again four hours just like practicing and learning more of Shiva Kriya, which is um, a way also to attain um, high levels of meditation. And then eventually <laughs> samadhi, we hope, maybe not, 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 Enlightenment. not in this life, in some life, but you know, the work is there. So you got to do a lot of, a lot of study, a lot of sacrifice. Well, that's up to everyone, you know, like some people are very much, maybe they do a little bit of this, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of zoom, a little bit of crossfit, a little bit of this, a little bit mm -hmm. of that. And <laughs> then that's me. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, like, anywhere, I'm a generalist. I don't like it. Some people go full in on one thing. That's great. I like to kind of be able to empathize with a lot of different people. So that's that's we're different though in that way. But when you, I do want to come back to the the Kundalini thing because that's always been something that, that intrigued me. What does it really mean to open your Kundalini? Like, what does that feel like? Does it just mean like you're just throbbing with energy? Like, because you've opened up some chakra channels? Like, what does that really mean? Yeah, a little bit of that. I mean, has different ways that you can wake up your Kundalini, which is your sleeping energy. It can be sometimes a few seconds, sometimes it can be a long time. That's going to depend on all your practice, of if your teacher is authentic, and also of your diet. But basically, you can feel different uh, temperature changes, you can feel some um, trembling, and you can have visions, you can definitely <laughs> see some of the chakra colors. 
Um, you hallucinate, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is, this like, is this something that people, like, should everyone now. want to do this? Or is it mostly, like, it I seems mean, like... <laughs> no, I mean, you're in a state of meditation and peace, you know, is very much the absence of ego. Like, you're not like, oh, I'm having a Kundalini awakening. You just, it's pure joy, it's pure happiness. But, of course, it's a current of energy. Right, that is going to open, so you're going to have some symptoms physically, but um, you feel super energized, you feel clarity of mind, like you just stop suffering altogether, you just feel happy all the time because you have a different um, open way to see energy all around you. You know, it's like you have doors that open in your consciousness through this energy, so then things. You know, so it's like change. you just at the same point some of the chemicals in your brain also like oxytocin serotonin you, you you're just you really you feel good let's say that right you do feel really good to even to have that mindset you have to be feeling pretty good which oh. is would you agree i don't know but you, you shouldn't like think oh i'm going to feel good i'm going to feel bad i'm going to feel you just don't even think about this because you just do the practice practice keeps you yeah that's irrelevant mind. how okay you, I'm going to feel good or I'm going to feel bad. That is already like a duality that you're already like having an expectation of how that experience is supposed to be. And it can be quite different in different stages of your life and also from different techniques. You know, you might feel different in Tantra, then you might feel different in some uh, breath work, you might feel different um, just practicing in your yoga mat. It would be a different experiences, you know? So why having like it should be this way or that way? Don't even worry about that. All right, all right. You know the true I mean? yogi answer. <laughs> and don't right. even worry about that, you well, know? So you know a lot about yoga, but where are you from? Like, what's your story? So where are you from initially? I was born in Argentina, but I grew up in Brazil. Okay, so you know both Spanish and Portuguese pretty well? Yeah. And then when did you come to Miami? What was like that first time? Um... It was great. No, what, when and when did like how long ago was the first time? Oh, like time? twenty years. Twenty years ago. Yeah. Just because it was like you know Miami is definitely one of the first spots anyone in South America goes to, right? Yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I just love it. Love the beach. Yeah. And you did your training in Brazil or in Argentina, in a, also a school come from Shivananda lineage, and integral yoga. Mm -hmm. Integral yoga. Okay. Um, so when we do yoga together, your style, how would you describe your style? Is it Hatha, which is more like focused on like alignment or is, what, what, what is your style of yoga? Well, Hatha is one of the most traditional ways, uh, but we add a little bit of the Vinyasa, which is that cardio movement, not necessarily in universal yoga, for example, we don't use always the same vinyasas, which is belly down, upper dog, downward dog all the time. We also use that side vinyasas, right? You can do rolling vinyasas, you can do vertical, like handstands to, you know, um, to push up. So different types of vinyasas. So this is a matter, again, Kundalini Yoga use like rotating arms. So it doesn't matter as long the movement goes with the breath. And then, yeah, you do asanas to detox, to balance, to concentrate the mind, to warm up, to get strong, also to detox. But then you gotta have pranayama, you know, some type of breathing exercise at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. 
so that's how you know like you start moving some energy otherwise it's like just just physical 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 and it doesn't really hey Fabio it doesn't really do what needs to do you know like and it's always you know koshas the first kosha the first layer just physical 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 that's why you know nowadays we see a lot of people practicing yoga and it's physical 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 and they're still assholes and they still <laughs> you know like they don't have ethics and they don't have values so so you yoga no you do yoga exercise but then you go and you drink alcohol and a lot and you know you don't care about environment and the animals so then what you know it's like i'm kind of yogi but not really so it's not yeah it's less spiritual it's right just physical. yeah so it's physical so in order to to give like a good yoga class you definitely want to have the breathing exercise and meditation i think we always have like not just me but because it's the style of the school is the traditional yoga we all play kirtan we play chants right sometimes i'm with the shamanic ayahuasca thing here <laughs> chanting ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah like uh you know the the incas gave me this musical instrument but sometimes with the harmonium you know it's most most traditional the incas gave you i'm going to peru next month oh January. yeah i've been there like seven years consecutive bringing yoga groups and uh, where's your favorite place to do a retreat is it in peru or um i don't it's hard don't, to choose because yeah a, a i don't lot have the, that type of like i like this more than that i don't well you do tell me uh, or in our in our i yoga, love all places okay, that's a know? hard question but yeah. like you did tell me in our yoga class i did notice one thing that you kept saying is to concentrate people go to your favorite galaxy you oh said, yeah go, to your, go to your favorite galaxy so what is your favorite galaxy victoria Favorite galaxy, I would say, is usually like the forest. If I need to go somewhere, I would just like surround myself with trees, and out of the sudden, it's like very quiet in that space. Yeah, that's my galaxy. <laughs> What's your galaxy? The trees. So where in where in Miami can you have? I think I, I did see on your Instagram. There's one. Is there any gardens that you like to do yoga in, or? I usually go to South Point. <laughs> That's yeah. classical. Everyone goes there. The acro yoga is over there. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't do acro yoga in my sadhana. Like I said, I do more traditional yoga, like pranayamas, bandhas, mantras. But I, I choose actually a specific time when no one is there. And it's really beautiful because it's like beautiful grass with water right there. Now, solitude is important. How are you going to meditate when you have 50 people around, jumping around? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how are you going to listen to the inner voice and connect? Yeah, and I think it's important. You know? <laughs> That's the most important thing about learning yoga is really actually the meditation piece. Right, because right. starting your day with some breathing just transforms your right. mindset. So Meditation is the key and all that physical exercises and asanas should eventually just allow you just to sit comfortable and just practice contentment like shut down not don't have as you know anxiety or agitation or where i'm going and what's coming and just <laughs> just contemplation but it is addictive, don't you agree? It is kind of a, like a once you start Why doing it. To use that word, I because don't know if I did. Addiction is something not positive. Like you need something. 
I will not use that. I think it's sadhana is just a beautiful word, more more appropriate. You know, when you do your spiritual daily practice, either it's five, ten, half an hour, or two hours, that is not like oh, you know, if I don't have this, I would get sick and I need it. It's more like um, more just a relaxed uh, feeling of like connection. You know, it doesn't have again addiction have anxiety involved right you but meditation right. doesn't have that oh my god it doesn't have that it's just like a beautiful it's just an offering for you that good within you good around you and it's just more relaxed i will argue that for some people the path to being a yogi and even a spiritual yogi it does start sometimes with the physical, right? Some people right. haven't even been into a yoga class before. Hot yoga. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you practice bigger? Oh. Funny story. Funny story. I actually <laughs> like doing like hot, hot yoga like once a week just I, to I sweat like, everything. I like, I like hot yoga myself too. Uh, it's nice for the joints and all that. But the thing is like, yeah, like if you, depending on the teacher, right, you can you know, like the teacher needs to transmit some spiritual knowledge to you. And I, like I said, I love hot yoga, especially in Chicago, all those places. But is the lineage an authentic lineage follow rules of ethics? Well, we find out that not, <laughs> not Bikram, right? But maybe you can practice hot yoga and still do your mantra practice, your sankalpa, your intention, your mantra om, and make it, right, the balance, the yoga, right? Physical, spiritual, energetic, yeah. You set a high bar, if you know, if you, if you, if you think, I mean, basically, to be a spiritual yogi is a very high bar that has a big path to it. And many people are not even, you know, a quarter of the way there. So, you know, I'm interested more in getting more people doing yoga, period, right? But obviously, you're right that teachers have a responsibility when they teach to kind of uh, communicate right, more, right. Th that it's more than just posture. Yeah, we welcome everyone to all styles, you know, Bikram, Kundalini, Ashtanga, Vinyasa. It doesn't matter with what you start. What matters is like eventually you get to know more of the foundations of why do you do things the way that you do, right? Like some questioning, some curiosity to learn more, learn the roots of, you know, this practice, you know? It's just like the same like if you're going to learn martial art and you just stick to 20 movements of the martial art and you never want to know where does it come from? <laughs> what are the fundamentals of this this art? And you just don't care. So then, then again, that becomes a disconnection, and it's not. Uh, well, that's that, that is based. We're, we're basically honoring the virtue of curiosity. How do you have a mantra? Or how, how can more people become more curious? Just is there a certain thing making a mantra or something? No, that's, that's too according good to, be true. to the, That's according to your gunas. Your gunas, what are gunas? Remember this? <coughs> you're trying, gunas are the qualities of nature. So you're saying everyone has a predetermined possibility? Right, so we have uh, sattva mood of goodness and rajas mood of activation or passion and then we have tamas, that is that inertia or ignorance and we all have the three. Now, you know, maybe 
I don't know, maybe 30 years ago, I was more tamasic. Maybe I was still eating animals because of my family. Maybe I wasn't exercising so much. So I was like more. So everyone goes into this, um, this uh, cycle of different qualities. And some people will be very heavy in this state of energia and ignorance probably the entire life because that's how their karma is being played right now and maybe next life is better you know so you know yeah if they have curiosity like let's say someone in your family ask you you know some yoga for anxiety lower back pain and then you share with them and then maybe they want to get to know more now in the holidays, right? In <laughs> family. <laughs> so then you go, okay, let me show you some practice for breathing, to sleep, whatever you, you learn. And that's great. But then sometimes we get so excited, like, okay, let's have some green juice and let's do yoga. And, and, you, and some people that are just absolutely not interested on this type of healthy subjects. That's why I think the COVID this this year was a big wake-up call because you know if you really believe that your health comes from a, a syringe then you're really like like <laughs> very much tamasic you don't even understand anything about health like health comes from the inside out and if you have more activation in your life curiosity let me read what i'm eating you know and what is this about you know how can i lose weight or maybe improve my diet have a diabetes or cancer or whatever but that's the call that's the call to just want to yeah, live better yeah. but I'm people curious. need to have their own like like i i want to know i want to learn so you cannot influence that like a little bit but not really well sometimes what you can do at least is you can find where people are are open-minded or where they're ingesting information right some these mm. days is instagram even mm. the yogis are on instagram as we see live <laughs> streaming but you know wherever you are you know whatever whoever's being listened to if you if we put these things out there you know people are going to be curious about it so it's it's i think what i love to do is promote great conversation but that's another thing so what I'm curious about is what is like Ayurveda? Like what is what is that? Well, like? we gotta finish the the, the interview soon. If you wanna know Ayurveda, you should come to the teacher training that is going to be happening in February because then you will learn. I can tell you about Ayurveda. You think it's a secret? So no, no. Ayurveda is, comes from the Vedas, which is you know the oldest uh, Asian healthcare in the world is actually a knowledge, but it's basically like the Chinese medicine of India. So yeah, it's working with the goodness that I just explained to you what it was, with the doshas, which is made of elements that mix the constitution of a person. So we address the health according to your personality, <laughs> also to the type of your body that you have. Maybe we need to address your emotions. So Ayurveda tries to address all that before it develops in a disease. But again, Thank you so much for having me today. And if you guys really want to know more information about yoga, please come to study. We have a four weeks um, intensive training and then you will learn much more. We actually teach you how to, you know, cook based in Ayurveda and you learn to That's understand unique, yeah. what is your Ayurveda, like how can you 
use your own constitution to improve your health and not let maybe a disbalance develop as a disease. So it's super cool. <laughs> What's the biggest transformation you've seen from just the practice or Ayurveda or just life change? I think yoga just completely changed my life and everyone that jumps on the practice full heart. Um, you know, I just feel great all the time. I'm happy most of the time. <laughs> yeah, what is, I was curious, what's something Sometimes. people don't know about you? Like what's something like people don't know about you that's kind of unique about yourself? Besides everything we just said. <laughs> I used to ride horses for almost 20 years. I had like what? 25 horses, Arabic and English horses. And I can, I know everything about horses. I can operate horses, I can run horses, I can make horseshoe, I can also milk the cow. I had lots of animals in the farm. This happened back in Argentina in or Brazil, in Brazil in when Brazil. you were growing up. Yeah. Could you ride? Could you ride in like the Kentucky Derby? Probably. <laughs> yeah. You do yeah. have to be. You have to be fairly light for that. Okay, so we're going to say goodbye. I want you guys to say goodbye to our friend here that he's uh, putting together this uh, podcast and just uh, getting some cool information about yoga out there. So please uh, follow his page on the post. And if you guys have any questions about the questions that he made, just uh, maybe send me a message and I will be happy to answer. So thank you again for the vegan chili. That was good, a little bit spicy for me. Yeah, you're, I mean, I, I didn't realize, <laughs> usually with some sour cream is good, but that's not vegan, right? Sour cream. No, you vegan. can get a uh, vegan sour cream, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, with like uh, made of nuts or something. Right? Ciao, Fabio. Thank you everyone for joining. That was cool, yeah. Okay. Wow, I feel so out of control here. It's like usually usually you're running the show. You wanna say something else? Uh yeah, comment about who who else in Miami Beach you'd want to uh hear their story. Yeah. That's a good one. Because every week we interview someone new on Local Voices Miami. Awesome. Namaste everyone.